This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO. Missoula's News and Weather Station. All right, welcome everybody. It is the Monday edition of Talk Back. And Talk Back, of course, is brought to you by, and I do love saying that, brought to you by Phillips Janitorial. If you have residential or commercial cleaning that needs to be done, don't forget, no job is too big or too small. So why not find out more with a free estimate at 260-6617. Also brought to you by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. Come on by for all your New York favorites. If you love locks, New York cream, New York cheesecake and cannolis and all sorts of good things, uh, you can just stop by and Check them out at Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery located on North Reserve. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Oh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages. It is... <laughs> children are listening? Cool. Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, well they're in school. Oh, okay. So, anyway. Hopefully they're listening to something. Yeah. Although they might learn more with this program. I'm just oh, kidding. Boy. Just, yeah, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you along. That's Nick Christensen. Good morning. Right over there. And uh, I don't see any. Well, you do kind of have black uh, uh, things on your hoodie. Here. Yeah, it's my funeral. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. Not wearing what my. What happened uh, to your Giants, man? No, yeah, not wearing my Giants hoodie oh, this morning. Oh, man. Season's over. What happened? I don't know. They uh, they it finally got the the slipper finally fell off. So it was just our time. We got beat by a better team. They well, beat us three times this year, so shouldn't be that surprised. Let but, me tell yeah. you, Philadelphia looked. They're un- they're going to win the whole thing. The unbelievable. Way I see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be surprised if they lose a game. They look really really good. They I, I'll tell you they every aspect of their game. You know the the, the offense score. Defense, yeah. sorry, you're Stop. not going yeah. to you're not going to get past the fifty yard line. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. Yeah. And then the special teams, you know, their, their kicker didn't miss four no extra points in a row, no. or makes that five extra points in a row. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but hey, it's open phones. Whatever might be on your mind this morning, and Dave is understandably up first. Dave, what's on your mind, sir? Start us off. Yes, I'd like to talk about Bongino and his, well, about military equipment. Okay. Okay, history. Obama's administration uh, sent trainers to Ukraine to train their army, and they sent money to them to to uh, fix up their aging tanks. Now, that that's historical fact. But they refused to send some military equipment that Trump administration sent to Ukraine. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of... BS there. Uh, as far as you know, we were talking about Bradley fighting vehicles and the re- and the transfer of technology. Okay. Uh, I'll put it this way: uh, t- technology transfer can happen in peacetime and in war. And we we, we as a country, we sit on a an S three hundred anti aircraft missile system that we bought third party from from Russia that we've taken apart and and. Thoroughly examined, so that's not a not a, a that's a happening that happens. And as far as the Bradley fighting machine, the, we made six thousand of them. We have four thousand in inventory. Uh, we we sold four hundred of them to Saudi Arabia, two hundred of them to Iraq. So if we're worried about Bradley fighting machines falling in the hands of 
the Russians, I'm, I'm sure they too have late. one of them already. Yeah, it's too late. Now, now one yeah. thing that I did, uh, I was listening to Fox News this morning, and uh, one of the reports was talking about tanks. And said so they've got some from Germany, they got some from somebody else. But uh, the American military spokesperson said they weren't going to send their most modern tank, whichever one it is, uh, because it's simply too technical for uh, the Ukrainians to be able to. Uh, they wouldn't be able to provide support and all the service that goes with them. That's what I heard. I could be wrong. Right. I, I, I agree with that. I think the Americans, if we want to help them with tanks, uh, India has a whole lot of T-72 Russian-made tanks that they are downgrading and they're building T-90s, which is the better model. And we could buy, you know, two, three hundred of them and send them to Ukraine. That would, to me, that would be a better solution for them. They know how to run them and, and repair them, and, and that would, would help Ukraine better than us trying to send fancy M1 Abrams tanks that, are, that like I said, spend more of the time in the shop than they do in in the field. So, I, I, I will tell you, that would be a big-ass uh, parking lot sale, right? I mean, uh, with, 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 a bunch of, with a bunch of tanks sitting there, I, I think I like that one, but I don't like that one. I don't like the color on that one. I'd like to have uh, a, a, light, a powder blue, maybe with a front-wheel drive. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. I'm just... Sure. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, Dave, thanks for the call, man. Yep. Appreciate it. Tanks, tanks, and more tanks. So what, 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 what's on your mind, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, it's, it's Monday. It's a brand new week. Uh, the, the playoffs are motating right along. Uh, the, the championship games have been set. Yeah. So who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl there, big fella? Uh, I think the Eagles are probably going to play the Bengals, if I had to guess. I would have, I would have said Kansas City, but, uh, for those that didn't watch, Patrick yeah. Mahomes, has a high ankle sprain, so yep. I don't know if he's going to be able to do very much uh, next week because those are one of those injuries where they can shoot you with a needle, right. make you not feel anything, and you could maybe play a game that game, but then, ooh, it starts to hurt that next day, that next morning, and so, yeah, we'll see uh, We'll see how mobile he is and if he's able to play up to his standards. Well, the problem, the problem with a high ankle sprain like that is it takes a long time. Yeah, it's four to six weeks yeah. usually. To, to, to heal, and then there's rehab after that. Oh, yeah. and, and when you do, from what I understand, again, again I'm not exactly. Dr. Peter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I understand when you, when you do uh, what you suggested is the numbing whole thing so that he can play. Mm-hmm. It'd be much easier to damage yeah. that that joint permanently, uh, you know, because pain is important. Pain keeps you from doing stupid Tells stuff. You to stop. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> I know he did get an X-ray because he wanted to. He wanted to go back out like right away. They taped him up, and they finally said, "No, no, no, go get an X-ray to supposedly make sure that you won't hurt it anymore by playing on it. That it'd be like a pain tolerance thing." And he played, but I honestly. I don't know if you're diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. I don't know how you could just play on it. But I don't mean, again, I'm not a doctor either. So who yeah. the heck knows? Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I, I could go to doctor school, I suppose. Yeah. But. It's not too late. <laughs> you got eight years and a bunch of money to spend. On, oh, yeah, schooling. eight years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. So uh, uh, just real quick before we take our break, uh, in lieu of calls, I have some... Grizzly football news. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, You could sing underneath if you'd like. The Grizzly football program officially added five, count them, five new transfers to the roster. According to head coach Bobby Houck, uh, defense is being bolstered with three additions in key positions. Redshirt senior D-lineman Hayden Harris is coming in from 
UCLA. We've got a redshirt sophomore, uh, defensive back Ronald Jackson from Akron, University of Akron. And a redshirt sophomore linebacker Riley Wilson from the University of, I'm going to say it correctly, Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, the offense also added more bulk up front with redshirt sophomore tackle, this is a great name, Cannon. What a what a great name for is it, a, Isn't he like six five too? Isn't I, he a big I have kid? no idea. Cannon Pana, Panafloff. Mm. I'm sorry, Panfaloff. Cannon Panfaloff. I better learn how to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming out of he's coming out of Utah Tech. He'll be blocking for redshirt sophomore quarterback. Say it with me, Sam Vidlak. Vidlak, that's the guy. Yes, I was trying he, to he he is our transfer quarterback out of Boise. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Boise State. <laughs> First Oregon State, then Boise State, now us. So, That's yeah. right. And let's see. Also, 2023 high school signee Iverson Young. Sounds kind of like a poet. Hmm. Iverson Young, who graduated early from Wachahachi High School. I'm not exa- I'm pretty sure that's probably in Louisiana or Mississippi or somewhere like that. From Wachahachi High School, Waxahachi High School, and in, or it could be Washington, and enrolled in classes at UM for the spring semester. So, in case you're wondering. There you go. All you lovely Grizzly fans out there, as, as of course I am, mm-hmm. uh, there you go. That's that's who we can see on the front lines coming in the fall. So there you Can't go. Can't wait. We're going to come right back. Uh, by the way, it's open phones. Whatever might be on your mind this morning, 721-1290 is our number. We'll be right back. November. Hey, what's on your mind this morning, ladies and gentlemen? It is open phones, and uh, we are looking... At the phone bank, and uh, we would love to have you call. I'm going to start calling people out by name. <laughs> we, we are on the phone. <laughs> We're on, right? Yeah, Dave called, thing. right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's right, Dad. So, yeah. so Dave Dave always sets the, sets the table for yeah, us. Yeah, usually so. Harry's calling right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jeff, maybe. Uh, Candy. Oh, Candy. All, all of our favorite people. Well, here's one. Here's <laughs> we guilted him enough. We're <laughs> shaming you into calling. Yeah, it's a shame call. Anyway, 721-1290 is the number, and uh, it's open phones, whatever might be on your mind. There's a lot going on in the world, folks, and uh, you may not be able to solve the problem, but at least you can let folks know what you're thinking about it. So We got Skip on the line. Hey, Skip, good morning, and thank you for calling Talk Back this morning. What's on your mind, sir? Well, sir, I I, uh, I I I saw I I heard you guys saying, "Well, the phone bank's not lighting up." Right. And I was waiting whether to butter this last piece of toast or to call first. So I. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad well, you called. What's on your mind? There was a uh, a wonderful get together down here in Hamilton. I call it wonderful because they packed the place at the Ham the old Hamilton Town Hall, and it was on Saturday from eleven till one. And uh, a lady named, uh, her name is May Nan Ellingson. I, 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 I spoke with May Nan uh, at, 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 a, at, a, at a party on, uh, on Saturday uh, here in Missoula. She was uh, a guest of honor. At, uh, um, my wife's uh, boss had his 60th birthday, and May Nan is his uh, next-door neighbor. And so she Say was there, again? had a chance to visit with her. She's a delightful lady. Absolutely, and a historian, and um, uh, even though late in life she went and got her legal degrees, I mean, just uh, gave a wonderful dissertation on what happened at the 1972 Constitutional Convention in Helena, and and then the the whole purpose of this meeting here was for uh, people to talk about. 
the legislation that's right now going to be happening in the next three months in Helena that attacks the Montana Constitution. And it, it was all very nicely done, very pointed. But, uh, but her dissertation about the things that, that happened there, and by the way, she is the person, along with one gentleman, that in fact penned the preamble to the Montana Constitution. Not only that, the, but, but she was the, the youngest. Biggest, she was the youngest uh, delegate uh, at the Constitutional Convention back in 1972. And by the way, she did visit with me, Nick, and I, she has given me her contact information. She would love to be on Talkbacks. Wow, that would be fun. Oh, I think that's so wonderful. I'd love to talk to her again. But uh, she she has very specific ideas about and, and, and <laughs> oh, <yeah>. well-founded <laughs> for everything she said. Absolutely. And, um, I think there was a total of, of 10 people that would call themselves Republicans there and about 150 that that were Democrats. And I wanted to point something out that happened specifically, okay. and it has to do with the use of the word democracy versus the word republic. It was uh, the people that were there, not not me in particular, but a few individuals. When when one person got up, who was the, who's a person with a wonderful background in in even law, was said that he. He, he noticed that a lot of people, especially Democrats, were using the word democracy in place of the word republic. Okay. And he said, we live in a constitutional republic. And so after the, after the meeting, when everybody was picking up some snacks, um, a couple of people were very offended and came over and told them that, that, uh, they, they had, they have this democracy in their mind. I, I think republic, Reminds them of a Republican, and so for some reason they're very offended by it. But so I said to one gentleman, um, and actually two, but the first one, I said, you know, when you say the Pledge of Allegiance, it's the Republic for which we stand. And he said, well, that's not the Constitution. And then another gentleman, I said uh, the same thing to when he was offensive about it, and I said, do you also believe that? under God should not be in there. And, oh, he didn't like that. And he just walked away. However, I thought that that's a dramatic difference in the way people are thinking. And I think that's like when Rob comes on again, maybe we could ask him about the difference between a uh, what they want to call a constitutional Democracy. You, you have just a, you have just served up the soft softball for our friend Nick Christensen. Go yes, ahead. Yes, uh, Rob will make a surprise uh, appearance tomorrow <laughs> in studio for you, Skip. So yeah, he'll be here at nine. Oh. oh, well, thank you, and I'll have a lot of people knowing that because they love to listen to him. Good, and and I I try to give them a heads up. So thank you very much for letting me tell you all that, and it was a wonderful event. Um, but that was about the most caustic thing that happened. And, and it was, it, it was a very nice exchange between a lot of people. Uh, but, but her dissertation was wonderful, Peter. You bet. And I'm happy you could, you could speak to her also. You bye bet. bye. We'll try to get her on talk back as quickly as possible. We're going to take a break, come right back. Um, Boyd is waiting to visit with us. We're going to come right back. I, this may be, maybe a first time caller. I'm not sure. Anyway, we're, we're coming right back after this time out.
Hi, I'm Carson Kressley. Of all the most valuable resources in the world, kindness is the most precious. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to make the world a kinder place for animals. Rescuing those caught in disasters, protecting animals on our farms, on the silver screen, and the world's remarkable and endangered species who need our care to help them survive. All of us can make a difference by making humane choices at the supermarket, in our choice of entertainment, and by supporting conservation and rescue efforts. It's not hard at all. Make being kind a lifestyle choice and visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways you can help build a more caring, compassionate, and humane world for animals and for all of us. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. They can spell risk if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for, harm if accidentally taken by a child or pet, or overdose if they're not used as directed. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. You may find these in your community at local pharmacies or police stations. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Okay, we're back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is the number. Let's get Boyd on the line. Boyd, thanks for holding, sir. What's on your mind? Uh, actually, I have a request, if you would. Uh, the man that talks about uh, gas and diesel prices, Patrick Dehan, is that yes, correct? I'll be talking with him today. Oh, good, because I was just going to... It would be nice to have kind of his uh, prognostication for the fuel prices for this coming season. You bet. Agriculture uses a lot of fuel. It would be kind of nice where he thinks things are going to head. Well, that's great. I will certainly ask him, and, and thank you for bringing that up. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Boyd. Have a great day. Appreciate your call. Uh, Tim's up next. Tim, good morning. You're on TalkBack. Hi. Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, just a clarification for one of the last callers there that was asking the question about the uh, consti- constitutional name for our country. We are a uh, constitutional republic and not a democracy. Mm-hmm. So just in case, he, I know well, he was wondering I, I, about that. So I looked it up myself. Uh, it says, according to Mr. Google... Uh, while often categorized as a democracy, the United States is more accurately defined as a constitutional federal republic. Constitutional yep, refers to the absolutely. fact that government of the United States is based on a constitution, which is the supreme law of the land. Amen. Perfect. All right. So, you so, so you get an A, man. <laughs> All right. Thanks, 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 for, the, thanks for the call. We've got about uh, three or four minutes. Marilyn, good morning. You can, you can wrap up the half hour for us. Go ahead, Matt. Hi. Um, so back to the 72 Constitution. Um, there are many that want to use that Constitution to say that we have the right to privacy to murder an individual, as in the baby in the womb. And there's a Senate Bill 154 in the Montana legislature right now that discusses that, debates that, qualifies that, and says, no, we don't. And um, so I would like people to support that. Call your legislator. And also, um, Representative Phelan has introduced a personhood bill um, Annie Bukacek, I don't know if people remember her. She um, has a pro-life coalition, and she's been sending out emails addressing these subjects. There has been hearings already. And so, um, and one more thing. Um, 
Uh, as we have screamed and cried and yelled for accountability for some of the corruption that's in our government these days, and for a while now, um, uh, so many people, I hear so many people saying, well, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And I probably even said it myself. But I think we should demand it to happen. We as citizens need to demand that our politicians be held accountable, the corrupt ones, and be responsible in our own voting processes to elect better ones, people that have honesty and integrity and good character and don't elect people that just have the party line or... Now, now Marilyn, we, we have about yeah. exactly two minutes. I, I wanted yeah. you to be specific. Uh-huh. What, what specifically do you want them to come uh, to be honest about? Well, they lie to us all the time. Joe Biden is so full of lies right now. All the time he has been his whole career. All kind of plagiarism and lies that he tells all the time. Hillary Clinton, she should be behind bars a long time ago. There's so many. There's so many. And the Democrats, they demand, like the Santos guy back in New York, oh, he's told a few lies, so we need to make sure he's removed. Seriously, Democrats? I mean, then... Probably the majority of that party should be removed. I mean, it's just incredible to me. But we need to demand that these people are held accountable. Um, you know, look at what they've done with President Trump and, and the documents. Well, as a president, he's allowed this. Joe Biden, as vice president, and even now they're saying as a senator, he there's some documents that he has that he shouldn't have. So hold him accountable. Why do we... Let this go on. Uh, by, okay. by, by, by the way, I was just going to let you know, I, I, I pulled up the, the Montana Constitution. Here's exactly what it says. The Montana Constitution provides that the right of individual privacy is essential to the well-being of a free society and shall not be a friend infringed without the showing of a compelling state interest. It does not specifically say anything about abortion. Yeah, but that's what the left... That's what the pro-aborts are using to say that they have the right to murder their unborn. But, but I believe they're, they're, saying, they're... If you I, listen to these hearings, that's where they're at. Okay, that's I, what they say. I believe there have been court cases, though, that have found for that within the Montana Constitution, even though it doesn't actually say that. Marilyn, we're out of time for the hour. rotten judges. Okay. Marilyn, yeah. we're, out, we're out of time. We're going to come right back. Sue and Catherine, if you don't mind holding, we'll be back after this timeout. Please stay with us. Hey, bro. Need to replace your Social Security card? In most states, you can request one online with a My Social Security account. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can also get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash my account. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. This is News Talk KGB. This is Talkback 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is hour number two of the Monday edition of Talkback, which is brought to you this morning by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery Authentic. 
New York bagels and pastries all the way from Little Italy can be found right out North Reserve at Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. And if you have a home or a business that needs cleaning, listen up. Uh, their powerful steam extraction method at Phillips Janitorial will bring tired and dirty carpets back to life and spiff up the whole house or the business. No job is too big or small. You want to give them a call for a free estimate. The number is 406, obviously, 260-6617. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Hey, we're back. It's open phones on TalkBack this morning. And uh, thank you for our previous half-hour folks uh, helping to set the table for us uh so we have folks already lined up let's let's get moving here sue is up first sue first of all thank you for holding through the break what's on your mind oh good morning peter how are you i'm doing great good good to hear from you again what's up <laughs> well i was listening when the caller called in about uh Maynard Ellingson's presentation to their valley county democrats about the constitution yes and you know i so i went to google because this, we live in a democratic republic. And the definition is republic, a state in which supreme power is held by the people and their elected representatives and which has an elected or nominated president rather than a monarch. A democracy is a system of government by the whole population or all the eligible members of the state, typically through elected representatives. And just because it has democratic or republic in the name, that's our system of government. Right. Doesn't necessarily so, denote any particular uh, party. Right. Exactly. I- exactly. And I had, I actually had Maine Ann on my radio show, KFGM 101.5. Good for you. Because she is the, the, she was the youngest rep, um, delegate to the Constitution, and she was actually a Republican back in those days. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, our Constitution is a beautiful document, and the preamble is poetry. And I just get so frustrated when people talk about wanting to amend. I mean, we can amend the Constitution. We just did in the last election. But you know, there are there are amendments right now that are in the hopper, so to speak, in the legislature where they, you know, they want to get rid of our clean and healthful environment. And, yeah, they want to get rid of their right right to privacy for a woman to choose her own health care options. And it's, it's, I've been over there, I've been to several hearings, <clears throat> and I, I just, you know, your audience is very conservative and they're probably, you know, happy about what's going on. But there's a lot of things that are going on that are like the library. They they want to they want to um, you know pick they want to ban live books that they that they think are objectionable and that children shouldn't see. Um, they want to and and they want to fine librarians and and museum operations people. They want to fine them and, and throw them in jail for material that the they see is is objectionable and i just think we're going down the wrong path there and so i just wanted to to put that out there that people should should really pay attention to what's going on in Helena because it is kind of scary i i will tell you the you know, the machinations of government sometimes are a mystery to people but it, it's pretty easy really we have we have three branches of government we have the legislative which is going on right now we have the executive which of course is you know there all the time and then there's the judicial branch right 
and and right. uh, mm-hmm. what what sometimes well what happened at the last legislative session with the various pro life bills that were all passed and the governor signed, mm-hmm. I believe all of those are still being held up in federal court. So uh, you know there 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 um, you know there, what? there there are there are checks and balances going on there. Well, and you know, in the, in the budget that the governor has proposed, there's $1.2 million of our taxpayer money that's going to pay for lawsuits because the bills that they're passing are unconstitutional. So think about that the next time you talk about Democrats who are trying to, you know, um, take your tax dollars. Our, our governor is, is building lawsuit money into his budget well that that, so. that is that is a proposed budget and uh it it, mm-hmm. it it may be adopted with with revisions it may not uh very very seldom right. and you can ask steve bullock on this uh uh it very seldom does the governor's proposed budget sail through unquestioned and unchanged oh for sure and and it will be questioned and changed i hope because i hope that people will say you know Maybe we should pass laws that are that aren't unconstitutional and <laughs> save ourselves a lot of money. You know. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that Democratic Republic thing out there because that's what our government is. You got it. Thanks, Sue. Okay. Appreciate the call. <laughs> keep keep up the good work. All right. Thanks for the call. All right, Catherine is up. Wait, I tell you what, if you'll, Catherine, if you'll hang on, uh, we only have a minute before our break, and I want to give you plenty of time to make your comments. So we're going to take a quick time out. Catherine and Harry are both waiting. We have several other phone lines open. If you have something on your mind, love to see that blue light flashing. 7 to what tells us that uh, I'm about to have a seizure. No, I just, <laughs> it just tells us that the phone is uh, uh, ringing. We're going to come right back with uh, more of Talkback right after this. For over 100 years, Missoula's office. Hey, we are back, and thanks so much for holding all you folks online uh, on, on the phone. Let's get Catherine up next. Catherine, thank you for holding, ma'am. What's on your mind? Yeah, yeah. hi. Hello? Yes, ma'am, you're on. Please hey. go ahead. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, something that uh, I ran across uh, the other day. Um, there's a new regulatory proposal that's being uh, pushed by about 50 members of Congress. They're urging the Biden administration to use uh, HUD and other regulatory agencies uh, to impose a national rent control. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I sent that to you. So um, so if this happens, um, most, if not all, small businesses would probably get out of the uh, rental business. And all that would be left would be places like uh, BlackRock because they can afford to... to um, do that kind of thing. So um, this is all coming out of the, you know, the, the pandemic um, is actually what what saw the uh, expansion of uh, the federal government's role in rental housing markets by imposing eviction moratoriums and funding for rent relief and housing for the homeless and all that stuff. Um, so... We'll, we'll we'll see what we'll see, but I just thought that people should be aware that this is is coming down the uh, pike here. Well, I, I will I will tell you uh, that during the pandemic, there, there there was a lot of you know uh, white hat black hat type thing. You know, with the the white hats mm-hmm. are the ones that uh, we want you to be able to stay in your mm-hmm. in, 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 even if you haven't paid rent for five, six, seven, eight months. 
All right. Uh, who cares about uh, the person who owns the building and the bills they have to pay? Because uh, exactly. you see, it, it, it's just an all or nothing. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any negotiations going on there. No, there's not. And so, you know, basically, like in Missoula, a lot of uh, rental properties are owned by retired folk who right, right. You know, have one or two uh, units that uh, supplement their retirement income. They're not going to be able to afford it because they can't certainly can't afford to uh, uh, um, to pay for uh, or to 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 cap rent um, because their expenses are going up. Property taxes are going up. Maintenance costs. Absolutely. All that kind of stuff. You bet. So anyway. I just thought I'd throw that out. Well, th- th- yeah, and, and and with what's going on with the rental market in Missoula right now, uh, uh, yes, all these you know various uh, apartment complexes are coming open, but they're still not all online yet. Uh, you know, the Trinity I don't, I don't believe is opened yet. Uh, there's one out by the, the road to the the landfill. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, say out by the dump. That's like a five-story building. Right. They got right. a ton in there. Yeah. Yes, but and I'm not sure how many of those are affordable housing only. You know what I mean? That's that sort of thing. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. so it, it it is a very let's say a very fluid. Is that a good word? A fluid market right now. And tumultuous. Well, it's always, it's always been in a college town. I mean, Missoula has gone yeah. through the cycle before. So right. right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate the call. You bet. And thanks so much for calling. Uh, Harry's up next. Harry, first of all, thank you for holding. What's on your mind? Yeah. Good morning. Yeah. Just a a real brief on the democracy republic thing. People who complain about that are just nitpicking and just just like to argue about things, I think, because everybody knows how it works. I mean, we know it's not anybody who studies any kind of politics knows it's not a true democracy. Because if, you know, everybody votes on everything, that's a true democracy. Right. So, yeah, so, I mean, uh, and we know it don't, doesn't happen that way. So, Although I mean, sometimes uh, just, I'd like to vote on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's just, just something to nitpick yeah. about. I mean, it's, uh, and whatever you call it, it works how it works, so it's, you know. And, and, and that, that's why we have what is called, and I know you know this better than most people, a representative form of government. We, exactly, we, yeah. we hire people to go to Washington or to Helena and, and to make our bills. And hopefully we have uh, enough contact with them and enough uh, caring, uh, you know, caring in what's going on to try to keep track of what they're doing, what they're, you know, and that yeah, way, and- if they don't do what we want, we try to unelect them. Yeah, and it, I mean, a democracy, right now, nowadays, it, it would be easy to do, but be, before now, uh, it would have been, you know, it's just too uh, uncumbersome to have everybody vote on everything. I mean, you know, Athens, they could do it because it was just a city, and they could have everybody come down to the plaza and everybody vote on it, but that's, that, you know, that those days are long gone. But anyway, uh, well, also, I wanted to talk about the abortion thing. Uh, okay. They, you know, they're hanging their hat on the saying, well, individual you know, rights, Cause, but they, they say, I see or some people say, well, they, you know, overthrew Roe versus Wade, which, uh, you know, was about abortion, but it really wasn't. That was about privacy. And they said, well, you know, the Supreme Court said that there is no privacy right in the Constitution. That's what, you know, that's what Roe versus Wade was supposed to, uh, that's what the point they brought out is like, it shows that you have privacy and the Constitution gives you individual privacy. Well, they said no, it doesn't. So that throws that out. And but but Montana uh, Constitution says we do have individual privacy. And so then the, the uh, Supreme Court says yeah, and that 
also carries over to abortion. Now, right. who's all, all, all Roe v. Wade did was return the decision to the individual states. Yeah, well, I say it was okay. just, they just said that the, the U.S. Constitution does not uh, speculate that you or not speculate, but uh, um, uh, guarantee, in, uh, guarantee. Yeah, that you have individual privacy. It does not uh, specify. That's what I was looking for. Specify that you have individual privacy. Uh, so that that's what that was. But uh, the and. Uh, as an individual, does a uh, fetus uh, right of privacy, as they, people want to call it, does that override the w- woman's pri- uh, privacy? Because if you're going to go that far, well, then uh, can you charge a woman who a pregnant woman who's smoking uh, child abuse? You know, because what she's going to her body is going to the baby's body. So, or if you see a you know. A, uh, well, here, woman now, now, drink. Now, since you brought that up, this is an interesting yeah. uh, supposition. Uh, my my mother smoked like a fiend, right? Uh, yeah. uh, uh, because she was in the military and, you know, the smoking is what you did, right? right. And so my brother and I uh, were both born and uh, thank heavens we were born healthy. But if uh, it, it, I wonder if anybody's brought lawsuit against their own parents because of lung problems that they had because they smoked while, while she was pregnant. I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's happened or not. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it would affect the baby's lungs so much as other things because the nicotine and air going into the system. Now, like you know, fetal alcohol sy- syndrome, that's something else. But, I mean, yeah. how, how far do you carry this uh, child in, uh, in fetus rights? I mean, and if you're going to say that they're, uh, they're so, which uh, she said they're going to have a personhood, child, you know, putting pushing for it. Mm. So, so does that say that uh, a child... Uh, somebody who's conceived in the United States, now are they a citizen? There's another thing. I mean, you know, it, you don't have to be born. If, if, if it's an inv- individual, if it's a uh, in the womb is an individual, now does that make them a U.S. citizen? So anybody who comes to the United States, has sex, conceives a child, is that child a now American citizen? I believe that he or she would be considered an American citizen if they were born, yeah, born on, this, on this soil, yeah. No, not born, but conceived. Oh, conceived. If, you, if, you push it, if wow. you're going to push it back that far, okay. if you're saying this, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 if fetus is an individual and has individual rights, is that a, is that somebody who's conceived in the United States a uh, well, U.S. citizen? Harry, Harry, you have done your best at opening up a whole can of worms, but uh, I try to. But, but thanks for thanks for the call. We're <laughs> yep. up against a break, so if people Bye. want to join in and jump in the can of worms along with Harry. That's great. Uh, we have Jeff, Ed, and Jack all waiting and. Uh, we have other phone lines open, so we're going to come right back after this. Welcome to the C- No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. 
Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force, and I've deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA. It is really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by N Family Fire and the Ad Council. Okay, we're back on on uh, on talkback. I I just asked Nick to reach over and kick me in the head if I say something really stupid, but I realized you'd have to be Bruce Lee to do that because you're way <laughs> over on the other side of all the technology. Here. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you somebody I should hire somebody just to do that. Anyway, uh, of course I'd have a sore head. Uh, welcome back everybody. Let's get right back to it. Jeff, good morning. Thanks for holding. You're on talkback. Hi. Hey, good morning. So you got Bruce Christensen over there. Huh? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> What's up? Uh, sorry for calling in late. I heard you call me out earlier, but I was channeling my inner Emmett. And so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> rest, rest I'm here, man. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, language, it's important to have precise language in describing things. Um, democracy is a broad term, rule of the people. That can be everything from a mob to something else. I mean... You know, it's been described as two wolves and a sheep discussing what's for dinner. Um, so precision is important. And the founders all referred to what they had created as a republic. As a matter of fact, James Madison had in his journal a, uh, a conversation, brief conversation between Benjamin Franklin and a woman as he came out of the Constitutional Convention. And she asked, well, what, what do we have, a republic or a monarchy? And Benjamin Franklin famously said, I'm a republic if you can keep it. So the founders saw it as a republic. Uh, and it's important to refer to it as a republic because the way we, we have it structured, the separation of powers, the indirect representation, all, it is something very, very specific and very, very important to, uh, to refer to it properly. Otherwise, things get muddled and confused. So... Uh, if you want to have a democracy, that means that every single person, right, would have to be consulted on every single issue. And then obviously nothing would get done. Right. Which, now that you say it that way, might be preferable. But <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Jeff. I interrupted. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say briefly that... Uh, uh, Senate Bill SJ2, the uh, Article 5 Convention of States Bill, is uh, had a, its committee hearing last week, um, and it's going to be up sometime here in the future. We, I plan on calling in and talking to Rob about that and getting his take. But I was wondering if maybe you could get uh, Senator Manzella on, uh, because when she was on before, I asked her about it, and it was, it was off topic, and I appreciate that. I didn't want to uh, press the issue, but... Um, she is opposed to it. Yes, and I, in my mind, I don't understand how somebody who is the head chair of the Freedom Caucus, who, who um, uh, loves the, says she loves the Constitution and wants everything to be done in a constitutional fashion, to follow the Constitution, is opposed to following the Constitution in one of its articles. It just does not make sense to me, because the founders were wise enough to give us Article 5, and in there, 
allow us to convene a convention of states. That's not a constitutional convention, by the way. Nope. There's a difference. Again, precision of language. The Article 5 does not convene a constitutional convention. It convenes a convention of states for the purpose of proposing amendments. And she has said that uh, the Constitution doesn't need to be changed. It's, it's perfect. Well, we changed it 27 times because it wasn't perfect. Yeah, they're called amendments. It's the right for, for, uh, for people of other ethnicities to be free and not to be enslaved. We, we provided for women to vote. We uh, banished alcohol, and then we allowed it again. I mean, we did all sorts of different things because the people said, no, it needs some tweaking. So uh, it's uh, there are those of us who believe that it needs a lot more than tweaking right now in order to force the bureaucracy and the federal government to listen to it. So um, it'd be interesting for her to try to to hear her defend it based on what she says she wants to do in terms of the Freedom Caucus. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll do the best we can. Maybe she's listening today. You never know. Hey, listen, uh, th- thanks, okay. for the, thanks for the call, Jeff. Always, uh, always a pleasure. I have one. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I interrupted. Go ahead. Quick. Yeah, there's one more thing real quick. Um, that uh, late in December, uh, Congress had mandated that uh, the administration uh, provide a report on the uh, Keystone Pipeline and they're shutting it down. Right. And so the Department of Energy in late December, without any public announcement, says the Keystone XL project would have created between 16,000 and 59,000 jobs. We covered that. Yeah. It would have had a positive economic impact of between 3.4 to $9.6 And so um, the Biden administration has finally owned up to what we knew all along, that killing the pipeline cost Montana good-paying jobs, hurt our economy, and uh, started a war on gas and oil. And uh, they, they they finally admitted it, but with no fanfare, kind of buried in the holiday uh, right. holiday season. But if I, if I remember correctly, that was the very first thing that he did when he got to his desk after his inauguration, and he did it with a sense of glee. Look what I'm doing to the people in Montana. Aren't, yep. I, aren't I special? The quote a predecessor of his, uh, uh, Barack Obama, says, never, I'm going to say it the clean version, never underestimate the ability of Joe to screw things up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Jeff, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All thanks. right, we have Ed, Jack, Mr. Wingnut, and a cast of uh, lots, lots more are waiting to talk. Between now and the top of the hour, this is Talk Back at its open phones. Whatever might be on your mind, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. This is Talk Back. It's open phones, and you guys are really uh, hitting it out of the park today. Let's get Ed on the line. Ed, thanks for holding. First of all, what's on your mind, sir? Yeah, a couple different comments here. And what you read about the uh, right to privacy in, in the Montana Constitution you know, is correct. And the, uh, the operative part to me is that it shall not be infringed without the showing of a compelling state interest. That means it's not, uh, not a complete right to privacy right. if there is a compelling state interest otherwise. And I asked uh, uh, James Brown when he was on your show right. who ran for 
the Supreme Court and lost. Uh, I asked him about that, and he wouldn't answer the question because if he was on the Supreme Court, he would be looking at that phrase, uh, you know, uh, intently. So um, that's what a lot of people leave out of the right to privacy, the compelling state interest. Now, uh, now let me ask you, Ed, what, what, what is your definition of a compelling state interest? Uh, whoa, boy, that would be tough, uh, because you you, yeah. you can get search warrants, right? Right. You know, to, to search somebody's private property. Uh, I, I would probably just list examples, but whether or not uh, an unborn baby uh, and the baby's life is a compelling state interest, I, I would guess it would be. Uh, so, so in any event, that's that's one thing. Let's let's not forget that phrase. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I I just Google it. All right. It says yeah. a compelling state or governmental interest is, and this is in bold, an element of the strict scrutiny test by which courts exercise judicial review of legislative and executive branch enactments that affect constitutional rights, such as those found in the First Amendment. So wow, that, that makes Peter, it a little, little clear as mud there. <laughs> <laughs> I am impressed. <laughs> getting online, getting that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I hope it helps. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 and and, and now, now, it's, now it's clearer than mud. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It took more words to describe it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But thank you. I, I'll, I'll try to find that myself and, uh, and review that. But something else about affordable housing, something quite different now. You drive around town, you wonder if this new apartment house is, uh, you know, affordable housing, part of that business. What I would say is the only example I know of, uh, it's ugly, uh, <laughs> really ugly. Okay. Out by, the, out by the jail, that yellow thing that they yes, put up that, out that, there? That, that is Trinity, yes. That's the Trinity Project. Okay. It is ugly. <laughs> that that might be one test uh, for whether it's affordable housing or not. Because holy cow, who else would want to live in a building you know like that? Uh, well, so they, in the, any event. they have they have good neighbors. They have the jail on one side, right? And <laughs> yeah. and, and then they have the the uh, TSOS folks uh, right on the other side. Yeah, so. but uh, the, they, there's a lack of beauty also in that in that structure. Well, what can I tell you? Uh, beauty is in the eye of the renter, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Okay. okay Appreciate thanks. it. All right. Thanks for the call. I believe Jack is up next. Jack, first of all, thank you for holding. Uh, we appreciate it. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, first I want to uh, thank, I believe it was Jeff, for his clarification on the Republic. That was uh, really useful. Uh, but I called in primarily to discuss abortion and the uh, disingenuous use of language that uh, abortion proponents use to avoid talking about abortion for what it is. Uh, there's not one piece of legislation uh, going forward or written that seeks to interrupt a woman's privacy uh, in making her own health care decisions. Abortion is not health care. Abortion has absolutely nothing to do with uh, reproductive choice. If you are seeking an abortion, that means you have already reproduced. Um, as for Harry's can of worms, that was more <laughs> like a can of red herring. <laughs> okay. um, nobody is seeking to confer 
uh, a right to privacy to the child. The, the right to privacy uh, was a sham. It was a way to legalize uh, the taking of a human life. Basically, you can't tell uh, me what to do is what, it's, what it is. Well, yeah, and the other thing do. is this, uh, and, and no one is trying to give them citizenship at conception. What this whole thing is about is what nobody wants to talk about if they are pro-abortion. It is the taking of a human life. That's, it's absolutely indisputable um, scientifically. That is an individual, and um, I think it was Ed that just called in, makes an excellent point. If you're going to play the privacy game, then the state does have a compelling interest to intrude upon your privacy if your privacy is being used to take away the right to life. A, a, an unborn child is a human being and has a God-given right to life. We, we charge people with double murders when they kill a pregnant woman. Because that's an individual human life that they took unjustly. Um, so I just wanted to call in and make one more attempt to get people to be honest about their language uh, with regard to the subject of abortion. Well, Jack, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's continue on. Uh, we have time for at least one more call. Mr. Wingnut. Mr. Nutt, good morning. You're on Talkback. Hi. Well, it looks like I follow the uh, Sam Elliott doppelganger. <laughs> but first of all, I wanted to say I think we should um, marshal up a, a wellness check. You know, when Jeff says that he's uh, channeling his inner elk or inner Emmett, what comes to my mind is, oh no, he's got a mohawk haircut, tats, body piercings, and is listening head banging while listening to punk punk rock. That's the vision that comes to my and mind. And what's wrong with that? <laughs> there's, there's absolutely not a thing wrong with that. I hear you, yeah. That's, if that's who he is, <laughs> but that's what comes to my mind. But to get serious here, I, you know, some of this has already been said, but I thought I'd take a whack at, at the um, ah, reproductive rights, we'll put it that way. Uh, you, you know, you, you read the... Um, the the right of individual privacy is essential to the well-being of a free society and shall not be infringed without the showing of a compelling state interest. Right. And again, it's been talked about, well, what is that compelling state interest? And my question that I would raise is the, uh, is the life, which is more compelling, the life of a child or the nine-month inconvenience to a woman uh, who is... 99% of the time made that decision to reproduce as one of the uh, folks indicated. But also in the Constitution, there, our Constitution under the, in the, uh, under the rights is a couple other statements. One is all persons, this is section three, all persons are born free and shall have certain inalienable rights. Uh, section four says the dignity of the human being is inviolable. And I'm just reading these in part, just, you know, to be brief. 15, section 15 says, the, the rights of persons under 18 years of age shall include but not be limited to the fundamental rights of the article unless specifically precluded by laws which enhance the protection of such persons. And lastly, uh, under section 17, due process of law 
No person shall be deprived of life, 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 liberty or property without due process of law. So, you know, I had not heard about this, the personhood amendment, but in everything I mentioned, there's a key word, person. So it seems to me that it's logically, uh, critically important that we establish what is a person. So it, it seems this, you know, this amendment is, it begins at fertilization. You know, we talk about, you know, persons, you, know, you can be charged under the law if you kill uh, a fetus in a, in a murder instance. So clearly it's not just at that born uh, threshold. And that's, I guess, my ramble for the day using the Constitution of Montana. Mr. Nutt, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. We're going to come right back. We have Candy and Skip and Dave. Uh, on the line, and the phone lines are lighting up. We only have about 18 minutes left in open phones on TalkBack. We'd love to take your call. Uh, this is an opportunity for you to, because uh, I, I would say about just about 100% of everybody that calls is polite and respectful, and that's what it's all about on TalkBack. So we'll be right back after this. I'm going to file an official complaint against Nick Christensen because you're 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 killing me over here. I, I, we're we're both really hungry, right? And so uh, he was just telling me about down the street, it's Taco John's, right, yeah. mm-hmm. where where they have the potato olays. Yeah. And you said what? What did they do to well, them? Well, I don't know if they still have them, but they had it on like their value menu where they would put nacho cheese, a little bit of ranch sauce, and bacon bits on top, oh, and you stirred it all together. Yeah, They might still have it, but I don't know if they do. That was a while ago. So, <laughs> Well, all of a sudden, my bologna sandwich at home doesn't sound so good. <laughs> all right, let's, <laughs> let's get back to the phones. Candy, thank you for holding, ma'am. You're on. Please go ahead. Okay. Hopefully, you'll get some food soon. Yes, ma'am. But thank you. Any, <laughs> anyway, uh Bernard Nathanson, from, who started NARAL okay. back in the day. New, uh, Nas- the National Abortion a, Rights League, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had a, like a confession commercial out, and it was playing in Missoula for a little while, and then it disappeared. But he stated that they categorically knew that what they were doing was not science and that uh, it was wrong. And they categorically knew that. And uh, so he was confessing that. And I don't know what happened to the commercials, but I'm sure that he got yanked on that because he was confessing that they knew what they were doing was wrong. And I have six children, uh, three boys and three girls. And if I found out I was pregnant with a tree, I would definitely have an abortion. That's for Harry and Dave. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, JR is up next. JR, good morning, and thank you for holding. What's on your mind, sir? Yeah, uh, southern border. I was just saying where in December 251,000 people were contacted crossing the southern border illegally, and then 91,000, they counted 91,000 gotaways, means that they just got through without being contacted at all. And it makes you wonder what percentage of those gotaways are drug runners or criminals, and there's 
about 1.5 million gotaways in the U.S. since Obama, I mean, Biden took over. And we don't know who they are, where they're at, what they're doing. And it's really scary. And that just that one month total, I gave you the numbers on 251,000 plus 91,000. That's one third of the US, a Montana population in one month coming across our southern border illegally. And uh, I just urge everybody listening to call Tester's office and tell him to, you know, put relentless heat on the administration every day about what's going on. Our border cities are being overwhelmed. Our police departments, our emergency services, uh, ERs are just being overwhelmed down there and it's spreading across the country. And, you know, he appointed Kamala Harris as the borders are. It's about like, you know, appointing my 16-year-old nephew as a national security advisor. I mean, it's ridiculous. And nothing's being done. And we just need to put the pressure on them and keep after them. And uh, the numbers are just staggering. Well, here, here, here's a number to think about. There have been over 2 million, I guess, uh, overall since since the Biden administration got started. Is that correct? Oh, there's been well over 2 million. Well, the, 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 reason, the reason I bring that up is there's only a million people in Montana. Yeah. So that's why I think, said in one, in one right. month, one third of the population of right. Montana crossed the border exactly. in one month down exactly. there. I mean, it's insane. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for the call. call sir. Appreciate it. Yeah. Call Tester's office. If, if, if that's what you want to do, go for it. Uh, let's see. We have time to take one more call before a break. Skip, good morning. You're on Talkback. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, Peter, for letting me come back on. I wanted to re- address one caller that called in, and I appreciated him being concerned about Teresa Manzella and the Freedom Caucus. Uh, it, and the reason that she in particular and and them, I know who most of them are, do not want a convention of states is because she in particular even admitted on your show that she is a member of the John Birch Society. They despise the uh, Convention of States, and, and Rob, has, uh, Rob Nadelson has often explained uh, all of that uh, for a whole segment on your show. So I wanted to point that out, and then also, in case people could have seen it, last week on a Friday, maybe a Thursday night, but that caucus of about 14 people had a, a little deal that they did at the state house and Teresa was at the podium and it was on the news on Saturday morning. And it was a horrible misrepresentation of history that she boggled badly having to do with, uh, Confederates coming across the river in the cold and the snow to fight general Washington. Honest to God, they had the blip right on the news, and the commentator on the news said, I think she misspoke. I think so, yeah. So that's what happened. All right. Well, so thank, think about that. thanks for the call. And please let's ask Rob about, about that tomorrow. Thank All you. right, thanks for the call. We're going to come right back. Uh, we have Emmett and Dave, and several, several lines open. We have about eight and a half minutes left. If you have a comment or a question, there's a very rich uh, a, to- a mixture of topics this morning, and we would love to have yours. Uh, that's what Open Phones is all about. You guys are, again, hitting it out of the park. We'll be right back in one minute. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. After spending years in foster care, Lexi worried that she and her brother were too old to be adopted. Thankfully, the siblings were adopted with help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. 
I love teenagers. To see how brave Lexi was and how she opened herself up to being in a family, all of a sudden, she's holding my hand and calling me mom. It was really special. Every child, no matter their age, deserves to grow up in a safe, permanent home. Children at every age experience challenges. Teenagers are more complex than young children, but in the best ways. You're never too old for family. Learn how you can help children still waiting to be adopted from foster care at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Here we're back on Talkback. And by the way, you might have noticed uh, if, you're, if you're listening on the radio that uh, toward the end of the, the show, we get this... You know, when people are on, it sounds like uh, that. That's my technical term for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's infuriating as a producer. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah. That, so so yeah. just just know we know what's going on, and we're working on it. Yeah, it has something to do with internet, blah blah blah, and supposedly yeah. we're going to get fiber optic, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, we have to we'll get government it. funding first, Nick. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah. Oh, the, the talk pack people called again. We're not home. All right. <laughs> Emmett, Emmett, you're on talk back, man. What's up? Thanks for taking my call while I tuned in late. I didn't get much sleep last night, but I'm going to ask, since we were talking about pro-life things and this, you know, is, you know, I guess the anniversary of Roe v. Wade or the day of prayer for legal protection of the unborn children. I've got a question. In the Montana legislature, it almost sounded, maybe I misheard, but is there a right to life amendment declaring that life begins at fertilization and that abortion would be outlawed in Montana? I would love to see that. Well, is, is there, that what we were... there, there, I believe that has been submitted as a bill uh, to, to be in the Constitution. Uh, I, I, that's hap- that, That's been tried before, but I do believe that the Montana Supreme Court has uh, ruled against that in the past. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, again, I'm speaking out of turn here. I'm not, I'm not an expert, but I believe that, I believe exactly what you're talking about is probably before, you know, every, every session of the legislature, someone, someone brings that up and many times it's tabled, many times it goes further, sometimes it never even reaches the light of day. So go ahead. Well, I would support such a thing. So I would encourage us all to contact the, um, Montana legislature. I think I'd, oh dear, I don't even know their number. I had it somewhere. All you have oh, to do is all you have to do is Google it. it. All you have to do is Google uh, Montana Legislative dot dot uh, dot gov. I think it's one four six four 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 eight hundred. Yeah. For some reason, I'm thinking that I've just got up. That sounds that sounds about thing right. Is, my other problem is is I touched on this when we were talking with um, uh, Rob Nadelson, I think, or someone else. Yeah, it's this horrible bill that's been introduced. In the House by, um, no, it, well, we were talking to um, uh, oh, our congressman. We were talking to the congressman we had on Ryan Zinke. Yes. And she, even um, uh, um, someone, Sheila Jackson, has introduced a horrible bill. Basically, I'm, a ra- I'm against racism. I, you know, some of my best friends have been black. I go to, you know, I've been involved with Black Lives Matter. You know I'm against racism. But I'd like people to call up their congressman and say that they oppose this horrible it's a it's a, a bill against free speech it criminalizes racism if you speak a racialist thing on the radio or if you have a racialist flyer or you're you know part of a let's say 
some sort of racialist right wing, you know, type of racial nationalism or whatever, you could go to jail for that. Now, as repulsive as that speech is about racism and, um, you know, white superiority and white pride or whatever you want to call it, you know, white supremacy, as repulsive as that is, that is protected under the Constitution because the Constitution does not say only speech that we like is approved of. Only speech that we like, them, you know, is allowed to be, um, you know, be spoken in public. The rest is criminalized. It does not say we jail people for speech we do not like. That's called thought crime. Wasn't there a novel called 1984 by George Orwell which talked about this very thing? Thing is, in our Constitution, at Rob, um, Rob would probably agree with me. You know, we have a right for the um, form of ideas publicly and not to be jailed, even for the most odious speech like white supremacist speech. But you stand up against a bill, and sadly, people say, you're a racist, aren't you? You won't jail these people. It's not about racism. I hate racism. I just don't want any, anyone to be jailed over their speech because where does it end? I'm homophobic. If I say that um, marriage is between a man and a woman, do I go to jail? If I say life is it begins at conception, do I go to jail for that? It's very slippery, slippery slope. So we have to impose that, even though I love Black Lives Matter. It's just it's a constitutional issue, and I'm really worried that we're going to lose our rights in the name, of course, of, you know, um, having good intentions. You know, the road to heck is paved with good intentions. So that's my ramble for the day when Ramit? I just got up. I didn't sleep well All right, last buddy. night. I well, don't know why. Well, you, you, you take, take care of yourself. Get a nap. Uh, thanks for the call. Dave, you are back. Uh, we're starting and ending with Dave. It looks like we have exactly two minutes. Go. But Harry, he said some good questions, and I have no one's answered to him. They've just made odd comments, but they really haven't answered his questions. But I would, I would put it this way about abortion. Um, if, if a woman has a miscarriage, does she go to jail? I mean, do we have to have an investigation, a, a crime scene, if, if she has a miscarriage? Um, that, no one's talking to that. And as far as oil, well, uh, oil pipelines... I support pipelines, except when it runs through my field. Um, then I probably wouldn't like them. Uh, but as far as the oil goes, all that oil is shipped from here through through the rail system, and it's that's the system we use now uh, until they get a pipeline. If they get a pipeline, no, the oil is getting the market. All right, Dave. Thanks. Yep. Appreciate the call. All right, so there you go. Whew. We My made goodness. it. It, it, it was it was a, a genuine borgishmord of uh, of comments. And we again appreciate all of you. I have exactly one minute left. So what's coming up on tomorrow's fabulous show, there, Mister Nick? So we're going to have open phones for the first half hour, but uh, Ginny and Mayor Jordan Hess are going to join us for about ten minutes. They're not going to take calls. They're just going to promote the Wednesdays with the mayor. And then from 9 to 10, Rob Nadelson, uh surprise visit will be in studio. All right. That's good. That's going to be great. And uh, Wednesdays with the Mayor was begun, if you remember, uh, the last year or so when uh, Mayor Engen was still with us. And it was held at the library. And I believe our Dennis Bragg was the original moderator. He still that. is, yeah. He is. He's so, hosting it still. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So uh, we're, we're going to be, they're going to be doing that with, uh, with our new mayor who is running for election. Yeah, or he, you know, he was appointed by the city council by the vote there. So now he's actually running 
to become the mayor. And uh, is there anybody else that's that's registered against him so far? Uh, yeah, a couple names. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, we'll try to get them all on Talkback so you guys can uh, talk about who you'd like to be the mayor. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, please be safe out there. Drive carefully. And, and we'll see you tomorrow morning bright and early. Another edition of Montana Morning, which starts at 6 a.m. Have a great day.